Is business just business or is business personal? It's your boy Mason, the host of the Lunch Break Podcast. Let's get it. In honor of Kobe Bryant, each episode will be around 24 minutes. And each guest you can expect to be from different industries and careers. But the main focus is business is business or is business is personal. Let's get into this episode. It's nice to have you. You know, uh, Colin, shout you my way. So shout out to my boy, Colin. Um, he's cool peoples. And so that's how you and I are connected. And um, I understand that you are on Clubhouse and stuff like that. So, you know, shout out to shout out to your efforts there. Um, but for the culture, for the brand, uh, what do you like to eat for? What do you like to eat for breakfast? Most mornings I eat. Um, it's either. <laughs> you're going to think I'm lame, but really simple it's special k with blueberries and oat milk or oatmeal pretty healthy yeah that's pretty healthy not you know sometimes it's the simplest things that makes us happy you know what i'm saying like for me it's french toast Mm -hmm. eggs bacon you know or sausage or whatever and a mimosa as long as i have long as i have a mimosa with my milk i'm happy nice um but sometimes it's the simplest things that makes us happy like yeah. Uh, quick sidebar. Um, a friend of mine, she was like, what's the highlight of your week? Or what's going to be the highlight of your week? She asked me that on like Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at my schedule. And for me, I don't know about you, but when I order something on Amazon, it goes into my schedule. I said, honestly, I'm, I'm getting an Amazon package on Wednesday. <laughs> and like, yeah, I have business Simple meetings pleasure. and this, that, and like, they, you know, fun things to do with my friends. But I'm like, honestly, it's the Amazon package. Uh, so like you know special care whatever um (laughs) but yeah so let's dive into the topic just to give people context you know your focus is like human centric cells right and that appeals to me because I remember there was a period of time um when I was working at a startup that relationship cells was kind of my thing um so tell us a little about, about that concept human centric cells what is what is that Yeah, human-centered sales. So I'm the founder of this company um, and it is, I help essentially entrepreneurs and sales leaders authentically close more deals and implement human-centered sales systems. And so um, that in terms of the systems piece, um, it can be anywhere from sales processes to how you're motivating your sales team, how you're really building out that sales culture. So I really anchor to building out thriving sales teams and also helping um, salespeople cultivate um, successful sales mindsets. So really the mm. internal and external narrative um, that helps us to cultivate success and um, yeah, just relate to each other and be more human centric. Yeah. And what your style and your business is very relevant now, because like, that's why I say, don't be a dinosaur. Cause a lot of people, it's, <laughs> it's not the seventies no more. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? It's not the seventies anymore. And a lot of things that worked then don't work anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? The traditional, you know, like push, 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 push. is not going to work in, in, in 2021. It's not going to work in 2026. Right. Um, so what would be some of your advice to um, someone if they were a CEO or, you know, they got a sales team or whatever, uh, what would be your advice to them? Like, hey, if you're building a sales team, you should be doing X, Y, Z. What would be your 
your advice there? Mm, I just to kind of quickly answer that because obviously there's so much there. Um, right. But I'd say that giving your salespeople back the agency to create and give like trusting them that their sales style is their sales style and it works. Um, not trying to like only have one archetype of like what did it means to be a good salesperson, um, but actually expand um, your uh, vision around that and allow people to be themselves and to, um, yeah, just give them back that agency. So, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that because, um, there's different sales gigs that I've had mm-hmm. and, um, I'll just give two parallels. One of them, my, I, I was limited in the creativity that I could have yeah. and I felt boxed in, right. You know, do this, do this, do that. Don't do this. Why did you do that? Right. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't the most successful for me. Right. You know what I mean? Um, now, on the flip side, I worked at a different company and I did have freedom. And there was, you know, there was, you know, there was guidance, there was training and, you know, this and a third. Um, but I, I, I was given rope, so to speak, you right. know, um, and I had a weekly, maybe I was spoiled, but I, I did have a weekly phone call with um, the president of the company and things. And, and we could talk, you know, training the Senate there, but we also talked about other things outside of work. Um, and maybe that was her way of like uh, building camaraderie with the team and, and things of that nature. So um, that empowered me and, you know, I was, I was, you know, successful in that. So I feel like your advice is very, very, very beneficial, like to, 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 to CEOs out there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if I empathize with the sales leaders out there who um, micromanage or who, um, don't give out too much rope, if you will, if you want to see what yeah. that's for. Um, it makes sense, right? Because it's essentially a tool for risk mitigation. And they're trying to make sure that the customer has a fluid experience and that um, they're accurately portraying their brand and their product. So I get that. Um, and in, at the end of the day, um, if you're not treating your people that, like people and you're not creating a culture that is um, rooted in a place of trust, like it sounds like you've experienced, then um, that's going to infiltrate into your brand and therefore it's going to cost you more money down the road. And so right. I think that salespeople just have way more capacity than just selling and being a cog in the wheel or you know being boxed into this one role i i talk about how salespeople are more than salespeople they're trusted advisors they're brand ambassadors and they can also be frontline innovators right because they're getting all that data and information um from the clients all all day all night right so deliver that to the design team deliver that to the marketing people and like yeah, so I can go on and on something yeah. I'm passionate about, but um, yeah, I, it, I love what you example. said. Yeah, it, it, what you said reminded me of 
So like locally, there's a college called Rochester Institute of Technology, RIT. Mm-hmm. In Rochester, yeah, New York. Yeah. And um, I gave a talk there. Like I spoke to, like we did a collaboration with um, some college students. His name is Barry Strauber. He was the professor. And it was like an advertising and marketing class or something like that. And one of the things I told them was, Bus- or I think I said something like business equals people or people equal business. Like you have customers, you have clients, you have whatever. And it's like, without people, you don't have a business. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, yes, there's a lot of different ways to, to grow and scale a business. But if you don't treat people well, your business is not going to do well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you treat a customer wrong, they're going to go home and tell how, you know what I mean? And that's a ripple effect. Exactly. If you have a, if you have a employee, you don't treat them well, there's going to be a ripple effect. Yeah. And maybe in the short term, you think in profit, 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 but you end up going to lose, you, you're going to lose. You don't right. lose in the long term. Um, that narrow so, vision, right? Like if you have profit, profit, profit only on the mind, then where where's innovation? Like, like how can we be more expansive, right? If we're just keeping salespeople as cogs in a wheels or boxed in, then they're only, they're, there's a glass ceiling, right? You can only hit that quota rather than like whatever else there is. Yeah. Um, and to kind of build on your people equals business um, bit, I always say that relationships are the synapses of an organization and a synapse is what, you know, makes those neural pathways fire more quickly. Right. And so, um, yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's, that's quotable. I'm going to quote that. Um, yeah. I'm going to quote you on that one. That was amazing. That should be in a book somewhere. (laughs) I'm sure I didn't make it up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of innovation, the point of innovation, one of the things that's out now is Clubhouse. You and I yeah. both are on Clubhouse. Yeah, I love it. And um, do you think people can make money on Clubhouse? Like well, with the human with the human approach with, with sales, do you people you think people can make money through Clubhouse? Should people be on Clubhouse? So, okay, this is a great conversation. I love Clubhouse and um, I can go into all the reasons why, but Um, I think that it's really important when we're going on to Clubhouse, just like when we're trying to market anywhere. Like, I think that um, profit shouldn't be the main intention or making sales shouldn't be the main intention, right? Like this whole service mindset and being trusted advisors is, is really taking hold in the sales space these days. And so if you're going on Clubhouse with the intention to add value and make real connections, sales will follow, profit will follow. Um, And so, yeah, I I would highly recommend, you know, not going into club. If you're thinking about going to Clubhouse, please don't go into Clubhouse being like, I'm going to go there and sell myself. No, it's like, I'm going to go there and add real value because there's opportunity to, um, create and uh, create new content and collaborate and be a freaking human. People are being really real and really raw there. And it is so refreshing. So, um, yeah. I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it hundred with you. So I, I love everything you said and I maybe offline another time, you could tell me all the reasons you love Clubhouse. Yeah. Cause I love Clubhouse too. Um, so when I first got on Clubhouse, cause I was nominated in December, I was like, uh, what is this clubhouse like what is this like 
and people even before I was nominated, like people, are you on Clubhouse? Like we know you with the trends. Like are you? On, I'm like, nah, I'm not on Clubhouse. What is that? <laughs> so the first month, like the first four to six weeks, I was nominated. I wasn't on the app at all, like zero percent, right? Right. Long story short, I finally started using the app. Fell in love with that. Right. Probably was addicted the first 10 days or something like that. And I'm like, okay, I got to calm down. Too much time. On <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm only getting four hours of sleep. This is the problem. Um, and then I've become more balanced. And um, I love the app. It's, it's, it's for me, you, you can't DM someone. You don't post. You don't have to consume like written or video content. It's audio only. So I'm, I'm talking to people, right? right. So it's kind of like my connection with people is like talking to them. Like there's so many people I'm on connected to on LinkedIn that we've never had a conversation offline. It just, it just happens. You, they might send you a message and okay, you connect. Oh, I love your content. And then that's it. Same thing with Instagram. They might like some photos you follow them. They follow you. And then it's like, you never really, you know what I mean? But like literally Clubhouse is built on building relationships, period. It's like, oh my God, this is awesome. So long story short, Clubhouse is not my favorite social network. Um, and Instagram is probably second. LinkedIn used to be first. It's crazy that I'm even saying this. And the reason why, because <laughs> because it's like LinkedIn is not connected to Clubhouse at all. Like I can't, I wish I could link my I know, me too. account, but I can't. And yeah. I could put it in my bio, but who's going to, you know what I mean? So um so yeah I, I definitely feel like your advice is valid as far as like go on there to provide value and the sales mm-hmm. will come mm-hmm. yeah and it's a great place to build your brand too and and um access your voice especially if you're an entrepreneur it's a great place um for a think tank as well like that's kind of how i'm treating it right now i just started human-centered sales club there's different clubs on clubhouse um, and then you can host topic room topics under the clubs. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited to get more like-minded individuals that have this idea um, that, you know, sales needs to be rebranded. It needs to be more human-centered rather than profit-centered. And, um, and so I'm really excited to see what, what comes of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I made a club too, just like you. Um, my club is called podcasting be my guest and i'm trying to like bring so if someone has a podcast and they're looking for a guest they can come or if you someone wants to be on a podcast and they've never been on and maybe they have been but they want to you know they can come and then like maybe people who are podcast listeners that's looking for some dope podcast so it's kind of like a podcast community that i'm trying to build um so that's that's what i'm building on there um but yeah, now, now that we've talked about um, humor centered cells and we've talked a little about Clubhouse, here's the, here's the, here's the Haymaker question for you for, as part of the brand, right? Um, access to everybody that come on the show. So business is business, right? Some people have that mindset. Um, nothing is wrong with it. Um, some people say, hey, it ain't personal, it's just business. Right? Keep it pushing. Then some people say business is personal. You know, that's why things like personal branding exists and things. Um, what's your mindset? Is business just business? Is business just personal? 
or is it a little bit of both? I mean, Mason, what do you think I'm going to say based off of our conversations? <laughs> right? <laughs> I have an idea of what you're yeah, going to say. Yeah. I mean, I think that business is personal. I think that, you know, people work with people who they like, people who they know. Um, and so you can have the same exact startups, for example, um, starting off same product, same everything, but one might become the unicorn because of um, maybe they've got great soft skills. Maybe they know like more people and have a better like relationship with those people. Right. And so um, I think that uh, business is personal. <laughs> is that, that's what I think. And, um, and also something that came to me when you were, when you were saying that question is that Business is saying that business is business goes against my value of delivering real-time feedback because without feedback, then we can't grow and we can't evolve. Um, and so I think it's a cop-out to say business is business. I think that um, it's, yeah, I think that we need more feedback given out in this world so that we can all evolve. Yeah. You know, I appreciate that you say the feedback portion because, um, you know, there's like, oh, uh, she she has been on the podcast. Her name is Kayla, right? And um, she was a listener first. And I remember she reached out to me. She's like, I love what you're doing with the podcast. Da, 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 da. Like she reached out to me on LinkedIn or whatever. And like, um, uh, I, I responded and things. And then like, we just, you know, became cool and stuff like that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have you on the podcast. Because she's also, I think, um, she's like a manager at a sales company. I think she had got promoted and I'm like, Hey, I'm happy. let me put you on a podcast or whatever. Um, and she would give me feedback and it helped me because, um, I think in season one, we, um, long story short in season one, we named the podcast, like a question. Right. And then in season three and four, we just had a person, the person's name. And she was like, maybe you should go back to the, you know what I mean? Because they're like, what if I don't know the person? Like, why would I listen to this episode if I don't know this person? But if you put it back, I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> feedback, relationship building, like that's a factor, right? Okay, so now I'm going to ask you this because the first this is, this is the first time like someone has said this. They did a percentage. Oh. When it comes to, when it comes to, you got business and then you got personal. So what's your percentage? How much of how you conduct your activities and endeavor, how much is business and how much is personal? Like, as far as like, mm. cause it's not a hundred percent personal. Mm -hmm. um, so what would you say? What would be your percentage? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's hard to kind of fully answer this question because um, business is business has a different kind of meaning and everything to one person that it does to another. Like when I think business is business, I think of um, people like writing people off, you know, and like, you know, letting somebody go or letting like a consultant go, for example, because business is business and just being like, ciao, right? And so um, I don't know. I have very negative connotation, but mm. it might be more um, holistic in your your point of view, right? 
Right, right, right. So, so for me personally, yeah, it's 60 40. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so like I'll give you an example. Um, when we when we hired Madison um to do freelancing back, you know, and I, I interviewed different freelancers because I wanted to see who would be a good fit, whatever. I would say a lot of it was a business decision because uh, you know her skill sets aligned to send a third but also a percentage of that was personal because like you know she had a good personality uh she loved starbucks <laughs> to starbucks um and there was different things that like i'm like i could see myself working with her for six months like you know what i'm saying like there's some mm-hmm. some people were very qualified right i'm like mm. I don't know if I could have, you know what I mean? Like a team. So yeah, that's why. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's an example of like, okay, there's a business percentage because hiring a freelancer or hiring someone is a business decision. Right. right. But then a part of that is personal. Um, if I'm also like a value-based podcaster and stuff like that. So I don't just let anybody on the show. Right. You know what I mean? So part of that is personal part of his business. Cause I'm very protective of my brand. Like I want to have good people. Um, and people that either I know them or somebody I know knows them. So part of that is personal part of that is business. So that's kind of, that's kind of, but I can see what you mean with firing somebody. <laughs> I can see your thought on that. Yeah. Yeah, something else that was coming to me when when you were talking about that is like um, kind of the kind of the shadow side of business is personal because a lot of the times people are looking for culture fits for their organization. Right. But if you look at that in a diversity, equity and inclusion lens, if you're a whitewashed company, then you're looking at, you know, wanting everybody to be a culture fit, but then that doesn't allow for diversity of thought because then you're just going to continue to hire white males or, you know, what have you. Just giving one example of um, right, right, right. of ethnicity there. But um, yeah, so I think that that could be the shadow. It's like, how can we have a good balance of business and business and business and personal and also, um, account for diversity of thought and perspective and, and things like that yeah thank you i appreciate that yeah um thank you so much for coming on the show um it's been a blast if people wanted to connect with you how could they connect with you well clubhouse hello if you're on there um please find me uh my name is the show that's my alias um sarah howard s how um, so the show is my name on Clubhouse. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. My website is sarahahoward.com as well. I've got a bunch of free resources out there from um, mindset, sales mindset uh, quiz, um, business uh, development strategy template for those new entrepreneurs out there that are trying to brand themselves, um, a whole bunch of goodies, uh, including other videos and um, blogs as well around workplace culture and um, things like that. So let me know if anything resonates. I love making new friends and um, 
yeah, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Mason. Awesome. And the last thing I'll say for the for the lunch break community, I did want to apologize to the community. Uh, you know, so in July of 2020, my uh, she was like my second mom to me. She passed away, right? And I have not done the best job with the podcast in season five compared to season four. Um, and, you know, one of the things I wanted to do or am doing is contributing season five to uh, Vanessa Bryan and the, the Bryan family, and which is why I've adjusted to make episodes 24 minutes, if at all possible. Um, and I have not made that clear. I know the first five, six episodes, um, I was probably not clear on that. Um, and so, but yeah, so just wanted to put that out there to the community, let them know. Um, but I am feel, feeling, feeling a lot better now. Um, been taking, you know, care of myself more, which is why I didn't do video for like six months or whatever. Now I'm, I've slowly but surely, you know, went through the grieving process and I think I'm close to acceptance if I'm not there already. So love the community. Appreciate y'all. It's your boy Mason. Thank you for tuning in. If this episode made you think of someone, reach out to them and share this episode with them. And do me a favor, subscribe to the Lunch Break Media Group on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And connect with me. Connect with me on Clubhouse and Instagram. You can find me by typing in Mason underscore the lunch. And if you're on LinkedIn, look up Mason Ashad. DM me. Feel free to DM me uh, podcast ideas. If you'd like to be the guest on the podcast, DM me on Instagram. DM DM me on LinkedIn. Or if we're in the same Clubhouse room, just shout it out to me if we're on the same stage. All right? Can't wait to hear from you. Or you can text the phone number 585 502-8894.